Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. After 34 years in dairy extension, Jack Rodenberg started Dairy Logics Consulting, focusing on designing dairy barns for robotic milking, as well as lecturing on robotics and other dairy automation and precision technologies. Jack is a certified Cow Signals trainer and has co-authored three books in the popular Cow Signals series entitled Robotic Milking, Building for the Cow, and Feeding Signals with Dr. Jan Hulson. He joins us to talk about robotics on the farm. Thanks for being with us, Jack. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's often assumed that uh, agriculture is averse to innovation and so no place for things like robots and artificial intelligence and such. But isn't it true that agriculture was one of the first major industries to adopt technology as a means of boosting its productivity? Oh, I think absolutely. I think farmers have always been interested in ways to reduce labor and, and ways to make them more efficient. Uh, in terms of uh, data collection and so on. Okay, so coming up to the here and now, uh, what technological developments today would you say are having the biggest impact on dairy farming? Well, I think that there's an awful lot happening. In fact, I'd call it kind of a quiet revolution uh, in the kind of technology that farmers are picking up on. And uh, what's really fairly new is robotics uh, in the areas such as milking and uh, feed delivery and really every aspect of the the dairy farming operation. And so how exactly do do robotics replace mechanization? Well, I mean, in the past, uh, what we have traditionally done is found ways to make the man more productive by putting him on a bigger machine. So we've added automation to our milking parlors uh, so that one man can milk 100 cows an hour instead of 60 cows an hour. What the robot does is take the man right out of the equation. And so that totally changes the dynamics uh, of of labor efficiency because essentially we end up just requiring people for the management and the decision-making function because the labor component in something like milking uh, is done entirely by the machine. And that really addresses a couple of contemporary problems, not only the cost but the availability of labor, correct? Yeah, I think it's getting harder and harder in every jurisdiction in the developed world uh, to find good quality labor for a reasonable price. And one of the things that robotics does is that it takes away the uh, sort of repetitive work. So uh, we still need people, but we probably need people with a higher level of education and a higher skill set and much fewer of them. How do robotics create the capability to manage cows as individuals? Well, we, uh, if, we, if we look at something like robotic milking, uh, the cow presents herself for milking one at a time. She's identified, gives us the opportunity to feed her specific to her requirements. Uh, because we have her standing in a stall, we can even adjust uh, the way that she's milked in, uh, in some cases. And uh, we certainly adjust how frequently we allow her uh, to visit that stall and be milked. Uh, we also get all kinds of, of new data from sensors, uh, some attached right to the cow. So, for example, uh, the same uh, neck strap that uh, has the device that identifies the cow uh, will also carry uh, a microphone that will uh, measure the sound of her chewing her cud. 
And so we get an indication of her individual feed intake and rumen health uh, and metabolic health uh, every time that device is read. I guess now and then you get a cow that has a mind of its own and decides it doesn't want to be milked by that robot, but uh, there's virtual fencing to address that. How does that work? Well, this is very new, and it's really still in the research and development phase, Uh, but uh, people are probably familiar with virtual fencing as a way to keep your dog in the yard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think we can individualize that and actually mount it on the cow's collar so that if this individual cow is due to be milked and she's not going on her own, uh, we can play some music in her ear for a half an hour. And uh, if that doesn't give her the right signal, then we may be able to convince her with some negative stimulus, uh, perhaps a very mild electric shock or something along that line. Now, I think when I say that, people will be concerned about that from a welfare standpoint. Uh, But I can assure you our experience with those things is that the cow gets that shock once and learns very quickly that she's going to go while the music is playing the next time. So our our cows, they like jazz, classical, classic rock? What's their thing? I don't think it matters a whole lot. It's uh, probably what the farmer, what makes him happy, will do for the cows as well. So what does dynamic software bring to the dairy farmer's toolbox? Well, the the dynamic software is really interesting because uh, generally up to this point, we have defined the parameters and we have told these computers and robots what to deliver. But when you think about what management is and what our grandfathers used to do in the barn, uh, if this particular cow is uh, is eating 15 pounds of grain now and producing uh, 50 pounds of milk, uh, grandpa would wonder if he gave her 18 pounds of grain, would she produce 60 pounds of milk? And he would try that out. And if she didn't respond, he'd take her back to where she was or even maybe take her a little lower than that. And we can teach computers to do exactly the same thing. And that is what dynamic application of computer software is, is let the computer uh, adjust the parameters uh, to get the best response out of the cow. Do robotics help the industry make gains on the matters of environment and animal welfare? Well, anything that we do to improve productivity uh, is going to have a positive impact on the environment. Because if we look at things like manure and methane gas and so on, uh, which we could consider harmful if they end up in the environment in the wrong way in the wrong place, they are essentially produced on a per cow basis. So if we can increase the productivity of the individual cow by 30%, we can actually decrease the output of the industry of those Uh, harmful substances by 30% in the process because we'll need fewer cows to produce the same amount of milk. In terms of of, uh, the welfare of the animal, uh, absolutely. When we cater to the cow and to her individual needs, we're going to end up with a happier cow. And if I look at something like robotic milking, generally this robot is very close to where the cow is housed or where she lives. So we don't have to walk her uh, a couple of hundred or a thousand yards to a centralized milking parlor. Uh, She doesn't have to wait an hour for milking in a big crowded group. Uh, She goes whenever she wants and has the freedom to do what she wants all day long. 
Are there any trends or innovations or emerging technologies that you're keeping an eye on right now? Well, there are certainly always new things coming down the pipe. I think in the robotic milking area, uh, one of the things that we have learned is that a, a big piece of the benefit comes from bringing the milking system closer to the cow. And, and I can see where on pasture-based dairies, we're going to take milking systems right out to the pasture and save the cow a lot of walking. Uh, I think that we can also probably make that technology a little closer to the cow in the barn as well, perhaps by mil milking her right along the feed fence where she's eating. What advice can you offer farmers who are interested in thinking about the future down the road a bit? Well, of course, we never know what the future will bring. I think that as a starting point, be aware of what's in development now. Be aware of what the leading-edge producers are using now, even in other countries and so on. That's going to, uh, to help you make the right kind of decisions. And then uh, in my work in uh, designing barns, I always tried to keep everything as flexible and open and changeable as possible. So uh, the less posts and the less uh, sort of limitations we have in our systems, uh, even if a person today wants to build a barn for a milking parlor, I'm going to draw him a barn that has a spot in it where robots could work very well and also where robotic feeding technology could work very well in the future uh, should they change and decide to go in that direction at some point down the road. Dairy industry consultant, certified cow signals trainer, and author, Jack Rodenberg. Thanks for being with us, Jack. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture. future.